From the classroom to the cornfield, journalism to SEC athletics, the University of Missouri works 52 weeks a year, every year. This is Inside Mizzou. Real stories, real discoveries, and real impact of the Mizzou community. Today's episode is called Building Leaders. In the classroom, lab, or studio, as entrepreneurs and elite athletes, Mizzou students pride themselves on being leaders across campus and throughout the world, and for good reason. With over 600 student organizations and centers like the Novak Leadership Institute, all Mizzou students have the chance to gain valuable leadership skills as part of their education. On this episode of Inside Mizzou, we will be talking about why leadership is so important to the Mizzou experience. Joining Chancellor Cartwright today are two diversity peer educators, Tessa Weinberg, a senior studying print and digital journalism, who is spending this spring in Washington, D.C. as the David Kaplan Memorial Fellow, and Sydney Fonville, a junior studying journalism and French. Thank you all for being here today. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Let's begin with this. Uh, Tessa and Sydney, could you talk about your roles as diversity peer educators? Yeah. Um, so basically, Diversity Peer Educators is a program run out of the Multicultural Center and the Student Center. And we're essentially just a group of students that go through a year of training with each other um, about different topics um, related to, you know, privilege, identity, isms, and how that relates to us as people and, you know, orgs we're a part of in campus. And then we go out and give facilitations. And basically, our role is just to really facilitate dialogues about these topics more with students and our peers. Um, yeah, and so it was an org I joined in my freshman year and have been a part of and went through training, facilitating. And now this past semester, I was uh, one of the student co-coordinators helping just to run the org. Uh, yeah, so I also, I'm a year younger, but I also joined my freshman year. Um, and so I'm finishing up my first year of being an active facilitator, and then I'll be taking over Tessa's role as she leaves us for Washington. So what are some key elements in these facilitation skills or these leadership skills that you both have that you found essential to these roles? Um, I think we always, um, first and foremost, put listening like on the forefront of all of our minds, like active listening and just validating people's experience and their opinions. Um, and that like sets the like platform for like more open dialogues and discussions because these are hot, like hard topics. Um, but I think like listening always comes first. Yeah, I was going to say listening as well, because um, I think just even seeing just within the org of how can I make sure I'm hearing from everyone about their thoughts about how to improve the org or things like that, uh, making sure I'm coming up with multiple ways people can share those thoughts so I can be listening to them. And yeah, and especially in facilitations, I think listening is the most key thing, um, you know, even just realizing like, OK, let me listen, being like hearing what they're saying and realizing maybe let's stray from, you know, the script of our facilitation a little bit, because this is really what needs maybe addressing or a really interesting point of conversation we can have. Um, so I think, yeah, listening and letting that inform then my leadership and how I go about things. Yeah, and basically thinking on the spot, too. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's definitely key in those facilitations. Uh, Chancellor Cartwright, uh, why are leadership opportunities such as these, these peer educating groups, um, so important to the educational experience here at Mizzou? You know, uh, whatever you do after you're in college, um, your skills and leadership will be important. And the more that you can have opportunities to work with other people while you're here, uh, learn how to uh, really embrace our core values of respect, responsibility, discovery, and excellence, and and think about um, how we value the people around us. 
and what they can actually bring to solutions. Uh, I, I think it helps you long term. So anything we can be doing to give uh, our students more leadership opportunities, the, the better for them long term. Yeah. And what are, uh, Tessa and Sydney, what are both of your thoughts on being a peer, like educating group uh, and your important role that you have within the Mizzou community? Yeah. I mean, it's really cool. We're all volunteers. And so I think that um, brings really special people at the table about people who, you know, this is something that at the heart is something they're just really passionate and excited about, about having those conversations. And I think it's really cool um, when it is coming from a peer um, where I think it just initially already sets it up as kind of like, let's have a conversation. Let's have that dialogue, you know, and something we always say before our facilitations is um, even though we go through year training, we are by no means experts on these topics and learn as much from you all as you hopefully learn from us. So I think that is a really special, um, unique thing that comes from being peer educators and really meeting each other on the same level when it comes to those. Yeah, I was going to harp the same thing. Um, I think it's in, like really powerful to come from the same level. Um, when you go to different orgs and you see your friends or you see people you've had classes with, it like just breaks down a, like a certain barrier. Like we're no like authority. We're not experts. Mm-hmm. We're here to just have a conversation. We're here to maybe share some things that you don't know, but you're also going to share things that we don't know. Um, and we'll all be better for it for that. Right. Yeah. And how many mm-hmm. facilitations have you done this year? Yeah, so this semester we kind of were just counting up the numbers. We've done about 50 or so facilitations. And if we're like estimating, it's probably been about like 1,300 students. Um, and we only had about less than 10 like active facilitators. So yeah, it was a lot of ground we covered, but. Right, yeah. And then you just picked a new class, is that correct? Yeah, and it's one of the biggest we've ever had in recent years. So it's really exciting that so many people are interested and that we get to welcome so many new people into the space. Right. And in that uh, year of training, can you just go just a little bit, not really in depth, because I know within those trainings, it can be like really special environments, but just kind of the basis level of um, what people are getting into when they're doing that year of training. Um, Yeah. So I think like I like to break it up. So it's two semesters. um, And the first semester is more about learning like the groundwork, the very like the terms, the theories, all the kind of like backbone, like research that you need to know to have these conversations like that you have the um, you have the like the right terminology and like the right language to use in these spaces. And then the second semester is more based on like facilitation skills. So how do you navigate a conversation? How do you get certain people to share? How do you um, like get people to get out of their like comfort zone and have difficult conversations maybe for the first time? Mm-hmm. Uh, Chancellor Cartwright, uh, how is Mizzou kind of uniquely suited to help students build these leadership skills? Because I know within uh, diversity peer educators that the coordinator of it gets asked about Mm -hmm. DPE as a program Mm -hmm. by multiple universities, and even they kind of want those facilitations that these students do. So Mm -hmm. how are there other ways that Mizzou does that? You know, um, uh, you mentioned it there at the beginning of the a podcast, uh, Novak Leadership Institute, where we actually have an entire program that's focused on taking people with you uh, and how how we can work uh, with the people around us and how you're a leader um, that helps to uh, advance everybody uh, on your team. Uh, and I think that's uh, that's something that we value. That's sort of the servant leadership model where, where you really want to understand uh, what people are thinking, that you listen. Uh, you spend a lot of time listening and asking questions, and then ultimately uh, making a decision. You know, I I, I treat every a, a lot of what I do as a leader. I, I treat it sort of uh, from a science viewpoint, right? And and Einstein uh, uh, once uh, is quoted as saying, you know, that if you had an 
hour to solve a problem and your life depended on it, he would take the first uh, 55 minutes asking questions uh, about it. Because once you understand the problem enough, it should only take you five minutes to solve it. Um, and I think that's what it is about uh, being a leader is that you need to understand and listen to the people around you. And I think that's what uh, DP does so well is it teaches uh, our, our students how to listen, how to listen to the people around them, how to work with people, and, and then uh, uh, how to offer solutions uh, based on all of the input that you're getting. So, so it's, it, it's, there's, it's just a tremendous program allowing us to, to build uh, leaders for the future. Yeah, and one of the core kind of values or beliefs within DPE is that seed metaphor. So uh, do one of you kind of want to elaborate a little bit about that? Because I really think that's beautiful and it's something that I try and live with every day of not getting so bogged down with stuff. Yeah, um, essentially what we kind of say is, you know, that our main goal is to really plant seeds into the spaces we go into. um, Because the idea is, you know, sometimes... You know, people are just there for class and maybe they really don't want to have that conversation that day. Um, Or, you know, maybe, you know, that's something that's the first time they're hearing about. And they're like, I'm not so sure about, you know, this thing someone said. Um, But the whole goal is to really be like, well, hopefully, though, um, that'll be a seed that, you know, was planted that day. Maybe, you know, they're not going to act on that in the next day or the next week or the next year. Um, But maybe, you know, at some point they'll think back on what that conversation was in that room that they had with their peers. And hopefully, um, you know, we'll act on that in some positive way, some inclusive way. And so um, that's kind of what we call a lot of our facilitations and the work we do of just hoping to be planting seeds around campus that hopefully um, people take and carry out not only into campus, but into their own lives and, you know, off of campus when they leave. You know, Mizzou is a, a remarkable institution. And, and if you look around at all of the things that happen at this uh, uh, institution, there's so much of it that is built around leadership. It's the ROTC program. It is uh, uh, what our students do when organizing everything for homecoming. Uh, and all of the large teams that have to come together and, and how, how, we, how we make sure that we have a successful uh, whole month of, of October. Um, and that translates uh, when you see people go out into industry or go into whatever uh, they're interested in afterwards. Um, we have a disproportionate number of people who really become leaders, uh, CEOs of companies uh, around the world. And that is, I think, uh, due to that culture of leadership that's been at Mizzou uh, for so many years, um, and so really proud to see uh, how much our students take on and take on as leaders to help the institution uh, move forward. Yeah, and this is a great segue into my next question, because with Tessa, you're going to be in D.C., and with Sydney, you're going to be staying here for another year and being a student coordinator for diversity peer educators. But I'm really curious about how um, your certain approach of leadership beforehand, how much it's been influenced by your work within DPE now. Um, I would say for me, the core thing about DPE is always education, Um, not only educating ourselves, but, you know, in those conversations, hoping to um, get education happening with other people. And so that's something I think for me, it's really taught me about how to also be actively thinking about that with myself and my own leadership style about there's always constantly things I think I can be learning um, about, you know, how to be a better leader, about how to uh, have better conversations with the people I'm in spaces with. Um, and so I think the education part has been really key for me about, um, you know, there's never going to be one moment where I'm like, OK, I'm a leader. I've got it figured out. I'm doing it all right. Um, that that's always a constant process of learning. And so I think that's probably what DPE has um, shaped the most when it comes to my leadership style. 
Yeah, I think education is really important and like at the core of what we do. Um, also, like to go off of that, I think that like cultivating community within the spaces that you're in is like so important and imperative because um, even just like within DPE, like we always try to build connections with each other so that when we go into the mm-hmm. like when we go into other orgs and other classrooms, we already like we always know that the person next to us, our co-facilitator, mm-hmm. um, knows us well, like knows our like niche things about us um, so that we can present and do the best facilitation possible. Um, and also like teaching us like, how to build bridges across these differences that we may or may not have. So like when you go into these spaces in these rooms, you know that people may not look like you and people may live their lives differently than you, but you can still have a conversation, you can still have a dialogue and um, you can move forward from there. You know, all of you are li- different leaders in multiple different ways, but I want to talk about this one thing that you probably have a similarity um, with, um, and that is challenges that you may have faced. So can you tell me at least one time or uh, one of the most kind of challenging aspects of leadership for you personally? You got all silence here. I know. Uh, we can let it sit. We can let it sit. <laughs> Yeah. See, DPU has taught me silence is good. <laughs> silence is good. It means you're actually thinking about mm-hmm. uh, what, 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 what the question is. Right. Um, you know, I, I, I think every, every leadership position always has uh, challenges. And I think the biggest challenges are typically to do with um, uh, interpersonal relationships uh, and how you work with people. Um, because I don't think, you know, we're always going to have difficult uh, decisions to make. We're always going to have uh, challenging times. Uh, and if you can listen and work with each other, you can always overcome a, a lot of those challenges. And so I think it really boils down to uh, how well can you uh, work with each other? How well can you talk to each other? Is it an open environment where where, where feedback is encouraged and um, that you're willing to uh, have people disagree with you. Um, you know, for me, it's it's really important that the leaders around me are comfortable in telling me uh, what I may not actually want to hear uh, and, and disagreeing with me in, in, in many ways. Uh, I think that's the only way you get to a great solution. Um, so I, I think it's that challenge of how do you create an environment where people do truly feel valued and truly feel like uh, uh, they're part of um, the team and willing to, uh, uh, as they say, speak truth to power. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that's that's the, one of the biggest challenges uh, overall for for any leader. Yeah, I would say um, one of the things that definitely challenges me is kind of like Sydney mentioned how community is so important, those connections. And I think I often find I really get lost in, you know, the things we have to get done, the logistics, um, the things we'll have to do to make sure the org continues, to make sure we're successful, um, really making sure I'm stepping back and taking that time to, you know, have those conversations, to connect with the people, to get to make sure, you know, we have those spaces to just talk about how things are going, um, which is really important, I think, for especially the things we do as facilitators. Um, being able to know you can rely on them. You know, I'm having a tough day today. You know, you'll probably have to step in more. Or, you know, when, you know, this was said, it really made me feel this way. And knowing that, you know, they can be there for you in those spaces and moments. So I think that's something that I definitely struggle with having to try and balance the things you have to get done with also still making it um, a space that really feels like a family and community um, that we have each other's backs in that way. Um, I'm like the exact opposite. I'm always <laughs> like, oh, hey, um, how's everyone doing? Like, how's your day? Let's just hang out and talk. And then I get kind of lost in the, okay, like the logistics. Like I like to brainstorm a lot, but the actual 
like actually getting it done like the um like taking things that we talked about and putting it into fruition is like always that like middle part is always hard for me so mm-hmm. um just keeping that in mind like the final ending goal um in mind yeah. well thank you so much for being here today it was a wonderful conversation incredibly insightful and the work that you're doing on this campus is really incredible uh but before we go i have one more thing are you excited? Okay. Are you ready? Drum roll. I wish I had a drum roll. Okay. What did the tomato say to the other tomato during the race? Catch up. Oh. oh. Good job. <laughs> no, Tessa. Wow. No. Is that it? Is that it? I am so frustrated. Yes. Our audio engineer is Aaron Hay. Our featured music is Forest Park Rhapsody, composed by MU undergraduate and music composition major Ben Calagiovanni. You can find more information about Ben and his piece on the Inside Mizzou webpage. Make sure to join us next time and keep an eye out for the Chancellor's newsletter to stay on top of what's happening at Mizzou. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Inside Mizzou. See you around the columns.